0: think your mentality is the biggest thing if yeah. you want it bad enough you have to just go for it full force you can't have anything just do it don't worry about what other people think
1: welcome back to another episode of the journey of Pursue podcast today's episode is very special because it was my first guest episode i ever recorded for the show now if you've been a listener from the beginning of the show then you know that episode two i talk about how my roommate ashley was my first kind of guinea pig kind of test am i even good at this can i even make a show about these kind of things and she was such a good sport such a good friend She let me record her without any plans, without any questions that I had kind of gathered up. I just sat her down in our living room and I said, I'm going to press record and I'm going to ask you a bunch of these things and we're just going to talk. And it ended up being an amazing conversation and you're going to learn so much from her. You're going to learn about the ups and downs of being a songwriter, a musician, how she moved from Miami to Nashville to LA, how she deals with the ups and downs of being a musician, what it was like to be on The Voice, and so many other things. Not only is she a musician though, she has some great insight for you guys. Just as a person, you're gonna learn a lot from her. So without further ado, my roommate, Ashley Levine. Hi everyone, welcome to the Journey of Pursuit podcast. Today's guest is Ashley Levine, AKA my roommate. (laughs) Hi, like Trace said, I'm her roommate.
0: My name is Ashley. Levine. I'm 26 years old. I currently live in Los Angeles pursuing music and other things, but I'm from Miami, Florida. Was born there, grew up there most of my life, moved around a bit after that, came back to UM, studied music, jazz, vocal performance, and music business, and then I did the big fat move to Nashville. (laughs) Then I was on a TV show called The Voice for a little bit. Then I came back to
1: Miami Then I moved to LA and I feel like this is a good spot for me right now. Did you always know that you wanted to do music? I know you've told me a little bit about how you've always been around like Disney and musicals and your family's all about music in general. Have you always known that that's what you want to do?
0: Yes, I feel like I'm one of the few people who can honestly and wholeheartedly still say I have wanted to sing since the day I can remember and I still want to sing until my last breath. Yes, I grew up on Disney (laughs) and anybody who knows me or has checked my social media pages knows that because I can't stop singing Disney songs and I want to be the voice of a Disney princess, even though that's not quite my number one main goal, but it is something that's bucket list worthy for me, mostly trying to be an artist write my own songs, perform, record, go on tour, do the whole thing. But eventually, one day, would like to voice, you know, Anna, Elsa, Moana, something of that, you know, caliber. Yeah, I've just always been singing. I'm one of four kids. Neither of my parents are musical at all. My mom's artistic, but not musical. However, all four of us kids are, like, musically and artistically inclined in some way. My oldest sister sings and is a music teacher. My second sister is a dancer and a dance teacher, but also musically inclined on the low. Then I sing and write and teach and play and blah, blah, blah. And my little brother has the most beautiful voice, refuses to use it, but we all know it's there. So it's just something I grew up around. Oh, (laughs) big fat thing that I forgot about (laughs) was that my mom's from Haiti, so it was just in her culture. Growing up in Haiti to always have music around the house, they always had carnival, so they were always dancing, singing. So I promise you every Saturday morning we would wake up at my house and there'd be music blaring, whether it was, you know, Haitian music, uh, Latin music, pop music, Spice Girls, anything, everything, Backstreet Boys, every weekend. And any video of us when we were kids, any home video we have, there's music in it. So you can just see the evidence. The proof is just in the pudding.
1: I feel like culture is a big has a big part in musicians' lives if, if you've yeah. grown up with that, because I feel like with me being Hispanic, that was the same thing. Mm-hmm. I grew up around like everyone dancing, everyone singing, yep. celebration for anything. And it was just like an excuse to just be like around people and have a good time and singing and dancing was just a part of yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Honestly, just hearing you say this, I think I knew this, but hearing you say it out loud, we really do associate music and dancing with family, happiness, good time. So it's impossible for me to want to go sing or go write or record and be bummed about it. Obviously, you have like your sad songs and sad things you write about. And that's like its own cathartic thing. But if I want to be in a better mood, or if I want to change my mood, I can just put on music and it'll change my mood. I have let it seep so far into my soul that it can take me into a bad mood. It can take me out of a bad mood it can put me in every different place it's funny because I was actually talking to one of our mutual friends about this the other day I was like I feel crazy and he said oh you know everybody feels like that it's quarantine times are nuts whatever and then I messaged him 10 minutes later I'm like oh I'm all good don't worry I listened to this song and he said you're hilarious the way you pull yourself in and out of moods and I didn't think about it at the time but it really was
1: because of music the music I know music definitely has a very powerful impact and ability even oh, for, for sure. i know that there's been a bunch of tests and stuff that's why people will actually study music therapy because mm-hmm. it's so therapeutic and it can really help people go through things that they're going through at whatever time that they're going through them what are the mm-hmm. essential steps that you think you've taken that have really progressed your career or progressed yourself as a person you know what's kept you motivated how have you kept going
0: Oof loaded question I know
1: it's a big question it is a big
0: question just because this is my life I think your overall attitude has a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure you can tell from the last seven minutes I have quite the attitude (laughs) in general but I've always been like that and as a kid it's like oh this little girl she's got so much spunk she has so much attitude it would get me in trouble with my parents other people thought it was funny or like endearing or whatever but as I've grown up I've learned that I really need that, especially in this industry in this business. You have to have that kind of go-getter attitude Mm -hmm. if you want to continue to want to do this. Not even to get attention or for people to notice you because that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. It's just for your own self. You have to be able to pump yourself up every day. No, not even pump yourself up. Sometimes you don't really even you shouldn't have to really pump yourself up. It should just, for me, it's never been the oh, am I good enough thing? Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, yes, you are. You are. You have qualities that maybe aren't as good as other singers or dancers or actors, actresses, whatever it is, writers. But there are things that you have that they can't do. Right. And that's something I've learned over time, you know, being in school and everything. Definitely the attitude is number one. Another big thing is for music, I think one thing that differentiates me from other people and also gets me a lot of gigs, gets people to want to play with me or sing with me or whatever it may be, is the fact that I can sing a lot of different stuff. And the reason that is, is because I grew up listening to everything. And especially now, I mean, you hear it around the house. It's yeah. one second I'm listening to gospel music, the next second I'm listening to Latin, jazz, and jazz <laughs> then like the top 40 pop stuff, then yeah. total R&B stuff, like total throwback Motown stuff. I'm yeah. all over the place. And I never stop listening. And you can always and you sing all those. I too. sing, yeah. You don't and just I listen. I listen to it, but listening is probably the biggest thing. Listen, yeah. listen, 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 listen. As far as honing skills, then as far as how I have done certain things that I've
1: done in my life, being your friend, one thing I think was super beneficial for you was that you were in the jazz program in UM. Yeah. But you didn't stray away from being friends with the contemporary kids, and you didn't right. stray away from ad- auditioning, which mm-hmm. is how we became friends. Right.
0: with the contemporary
1: kids like Mm -hmm. i was in contemporary ash was in jazz right but you auditioned to be a part of an ensemble that mostly only contemporary kids were a part of but that didn't make you stop like you still tried i feel like it takes guts to like stray away from what you've always known for the past three years in college and with the same friends
0: yeah and branch out i mean i also did that with the classical department i was (laughs) i also was in the classical like the top classical choir I sang choir my whole life. I guess it's interesting you say it. It seems like this really bold thing that I'm doing. Like, oh, she's in the jazz school, but she's going to branch out and like go try out for the classical choir, the contemporary ensemble. But to me, that's just been my life, life always. So yeah. to me, that's normal is having my hand in 70 different things. I was always in classical choir, but I was always like writing songs that were like pop stuff. Then I started to sing with the jazz band then I was in musical theater like I've always just kind of been all over yeah and I think that by listening to all kinds of different styles growing up it didn't feel like Ashley's in this little box and she has to stay here it felt like I can play in all these boxes and if you don't play in all these boxes that's wrong and not everybody's like that right but for me that really works and I think that yeah that's kind of like what's gotten me a bunch of the opportunities that I've had.
1: And then once you graduated from school, you got on the show, right? Right,
0: and that was a and whole so thing.
1: <laughs> the voice was like a major pivot for you because it really opened doors and, yeah, kind of made you realize where, what you wanted, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I had planned to move to Nashville before I got onto the show, but it was the summer right before I moved that things started happening for the show, so I kind of started the audition process kept moving on they kind of pigeonholed me into a more country route Mm -hmm. because well i mean it's just the nature of that show where everybody kind of has to have a shtick which was cool i was like all right i'm down i'm down to go this path
1: yeah but like you said you have so much to you right so
0: but at the time i thought i'm just so excited to do this what a cool opportunity i'm gonna go with it yeah then i moved to nashville and immediately I was out in L.A. half the time filming for the show. And it was a crazy first year. I've never been so stressed in my life. Just <laughs> like trying to hold down an apartment in Nashville and build a life. But being gone a month at a time, like every three to four weeks to go film in L.A. And it's, yeah. you can't establish anything. You can't make friends. Like yeah. there's so many things going on in my life. I, I remember. Look, yeah. Back and forth. I look back at that time and I think that was wild. That was the worst <laughs> idea to move right before you get on a TV show also away yeah. from everybody away from your friends away from family everything honestly I feel so bad for the people in my life at that point <laughs> because that was probably the worst version of me and I, I mean I had to go through it to figure out things that I know now but yeah, of course uh, musically a lot that I learned was what I do and don't want to do in music and it took something as big as that show being in front of millions of people live, knowing that it's always going to be on the internet and anybody you ever meet is going to be able to be like, let's Google Ashley. And you have to live with that.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. I yeah, that's know my least that.
0: favorite thing. People are like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, don't Google me. And it's not that the stuff is bad. It's just like, Oh that's It's just another you. It was a different me. Yeah. I was figuring out so much in yeah. every aspect of my life, but I did learn like, Hey, maybe I don't want to be stuck in this country hole. Only forever. I love country music. Still, I love singing it. I like to write some stuff that's kind of country vibes a lot. Yeah. But it did teach me do I want to be just another country flash in the pan right now? And the answer was no. That was a big takeaway from that.
1: Just those two moments in your life auditioning for everything or doing things differently than maybe other people in your programs right. and then deciding to move. To Nashville and going on a show in front of millions of people, like nice. these are all steps that shape you, really help you decide what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, which I've heard in so many ever, like in everyone's story, everyone's like somewhat afraid to like make certain steps. You'll never know until you try. If you had an audition for AME, the ensemble we were in, maybe you wouldn't have never been exposed to, like songwriting with like other people in yeah. UM, like mm-hmm. in the program and stuff. And I feel like that's just forgetting like all these opportunities you have in front of you yeah i mean everything
0: happens for a reason you learn a lot from every little step mistake win loss everything yeah. you do you learn something from it there's some takeaway good bad definitely learned a lot in the last couple years nashville spent some time there it was a lot of back and forth or a lot of things going on i kind of wasn't making any headway with the community there more mm-hmm. the people there And that was so many different factors. If I went back now, would it be different? Of course, right? Different, different time, different opportunities. Yeah, you grow
1: up, you grow up. Yeah,
0: but you know, I realized it wasn't the place for me, at least at the time. So I went back to Miami, went back home. A lot of things changed. I got super stressed out in Nashville because that's me. I'm like very hyperactive, yeah, very headstrong. I have, I said this literally the other night on the couch. I have a very obsessive personality when it comes to things I want, want to do, or goals that I have. And my mom has even said it since I was little. Ashley, you're a dog with a bone. If you want something, you'll go for it. And she always knows if I really want something or if I don't. Yeah. Because if I get excited and I drop it, she says she didn't really want it. But if I keep hounding, 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 researching, hounding, like. I'm the research queen of the family. She's like, you'll never stop. You'll never shut up about something until you get it. And I think that that's a big part of why I've gotten to do certain things and why I know I'm going to get to do more things in my life that I want. Because I never stop. I get obsessive about it. Not to an unhealthy degree. You know, I I keep at it. I just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. I find my ways to get re-inspired every day. I mean, the Disney thing I talk about a lot, but – Sometimes it'll kind of fall to the wayside my you know mentality or my thought about it. Then I'll hear a song or like watch a Disney movie or something, and I'm like, oh, I get flooded with emotion, and it's just a constant reminder: this is a company that you want to work with musically, because nothing makes you feel this strong. Yeah. Besides me being on stage in front of people. Yeah. Those are the two best feelings I've ever had. So those things just kind of keep me rolling. Yeah. Move back to Miami. Sorry. Roundabout here decided oh let me go test out LA and you were out here and I remember being like I'm gonna come visit can I stay with you (laughs) he said yeah sure of course come on out I came out I think we did a writing session we did we did and then I think from that first session I think I was hooked
1: what you did was awesome because you didn't just come once right like you kept coming back and you kept being like hey Dre another week on the couch is that cool and I'd be like yeah of course you're like yeah but I think, I think what was awesome about you is that you, one, you took the chance mm-hmm. of, like, moving again. Yep. Like, oh. after everything, yeah. you moved again.
0: Dramatic.
1: And then you also just, like, weren't afraid to go to these sessions by yourself. Like, people I would introduce you to, you'd be like, all right, cool. Yep. And you would just go. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had to do that, too, and it was, it was scary. Like, it is it's scary. It's, like, one of those moments where you're, like, you have no idea who this person is. Mm-hmm. You're about mm-hmm. to be in a room with them for hours, <laughs> yep. and you have to just create something awesome yeah. with them. What was it like when you first moved to L.A.? And like or mm-hmm. the steps you think you took that really meant something? Well,
0: definitely, like you said, coming out a couple of times. I think it might have been, like, four times before I officially moved. Yeah. But I came out. It was, like, every month. I would come out for, like, almost a week or so. Like, check out the scene. Go to different hangs that are happening. Go to a lot of sessions. Like, test out coffee shops. You know? Yeah. Things that, honestly, Nashville was kind of my guinea pig. It kind of showed me, okay, Ashley, like you're turning, you know, 24, 25, what things are important to you in your life to make you happy? Because there's a lot of me that wasn't that happy in Nashville. And a lot of it was self-induced. I just didn't know how to build my own life outside of school, outside of a huge TV show that suddenly is like, okay, now you're done, now you're off. That's a big change. So I had to figure all that out. So that was interesting because... I got to LA and I thought, okay, whether it's somewhere I want to live, I want to be somewhere where I can be outside. I need to actually build a life here and build friendships and connections and network, but mostly have friends because that's something I didn't really do in Nashville. I was just work, 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 trying to write, trying to like keep my head above water. So here in LA, I thought the most important thing, and this is for anybody moving anywhere, trying to start a career or just be somewhere different you need to create friendships you yeah. cannot let that part of your life escape you yeah you can't yeah. let it get away from you because then you'll end up like I did in Nashville you just work 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 and then you lift your head up one day and you're like I'm not happy and you're, you're not sure why and you're like I love music I love writing I love the city because Nashville's great but how am I not happy And you're like, I don't have a life. So here this time in L.A., I was super careful to create connections outside Mm -hmm. of music Mm -hmm. or whatever. Still inside music because all my friends are musicians. But, you know, hang out with people. Do things like actually make the hang. Like go see the show. Hang out after. Hang out before. Grab food. Do things, you know, meet people, make choices and just kind of like let yourself live a little bit. Because that obsessive personality that I have can also make me bury my head in the sand about that one thing that I'm obsessing about that I want that goal or whatever yeah. I'm trying to reach and everything else just kind of flutters away. That's a big thing. You have to create a life and think about things that make you happy on the day-to-day yeah. versus just the end goal. Oh yeah, go to every session. Doesn't matter who it is or if you think they're good or not because you don't really even know till you get there. And sometimes the most surprising people
1: Really, I know. Yeah, some yeah. people
0: that you hear the best things about and you've heard their music, you check them out online, they're great. You get in the room with them, nothing. No yeah. chemistry sucks.
1: That's the biggest thing, I think, mm-hmm. chemistry. is like you can Yeah, you can it's really, like dating. Yeah, you either click with them or you don't. Yeah. And like sometimes, also it just could be an off day. You know, like you right. just don't feel like writing or exactly. like you're not inspired.
0: Mm-hmm. But then you go to like your friend's friend who doesn't really have a lot of music out or their stuff's okay. It's not really your style, whatever it may be. You get in there with them and some like lightning strikes Yeah, and you just create the best stuff. And you think, man, I can't believe I almost considered turning this down. And you're, you look at the song or whatever product you get from it and you think, wow, I know. <laughs> yes, I did it. And that's such a great feeling. And I know you're the same way. <laughs> we go to a session, we write a song, we're in the car on the way home. And we listen to it about a thousand, a thousand times. And that's how you know if we like it. We just yeah. like keep it on repeat. Yeah. I would come home. There were some times last summer that I would come home to the place I was subleasing. And whether it was like thought I was or if or whatever we were writing at the time. And I would just lay in my bed with my earphones in. Mm-hmm. So I remember couldn't here. And I would just listen to it. And listen. And listen. Mm-hmm. And listen. And listen. Pick it apart. But also just listen. And that was great. You know? Yeah. So that's a big thing. Just like being open to everything kind of doing that whole like say yes yeah. kind of vibe that's a big
1: thing songwriters or people that want to move or maybe even just audition to the on the voice like yeah to be on the voice you can really learn from you like always be persistent and like always just try your best and never give up something can be around the corner too right i feel like
0: oh it sounds so cliche but it is so true
1: yeah. like oh
0: what did you what did ashley say that she did that worked so well oh she says to be persistent like no, actually, though, there's times when I'm really down and you do feel that, oh, should I be doing this still? Like, I know I'm good, but maybe I'm just not going to hit that lucky stick. Like, wh- you know, whatever. Like, this isn't working. And you're at your lowest of lows. And then you wake up the next day and something incredible happens. Mm-hmm. And you're just thankful that you didn't really give up. I think it's almost impossible to give up in music. Yeah. Like, you can't turn it off. You can't quit. There's no, like, concrete job that you say, Boss, I'm quitting. And you go home and you don't do it the next day. Right, you're your boss. Yeah, you're you're your own boss. And every day, I don't think there's ever been a day in my life that I haven't sung. And I swear, that's honest to goodness. You know that that's true.
1: If one day you wake up and you're not singing, there's something wrong. I
0: know. Even when I'm sad, even when I'm sick and I'm not supposed to sing, some kind of note melody comes out of my mouth. For sure. But it's also that kind of thing that proves to me You know, when you question yourself that, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that's another thing, you know, even when you're down or you're not sure and you go play and even if you're bummed, you're like, oh, this wedding gig, which I have done probably a million weddings. It's so annoying. How many times am I going to sing Signs Still Delivered in my life? (laughs) Then you start singing it and you just, it changes every time it changes and you think this is awesome. Yeah, you get into it. You get in it, and you realize there's nothing else. There's nothing else for me.
1: Well, I think now that you said that, it just rem- it just reminded me when when we moved together, she- you had only been here for a few months. Yeah, just suddenly for yeah. two months. Yeah, and there's something like so admirable about Ashley is that she just like you. You even like just started emailing people, and you mm-hmm. were just like like one day she told me she was like, yeah, you know, what? I like really miss teaching kids because she used to teach oh, yeah. kids in college. <laughs> like on the side, like as her, as her job. And, and one day she was like, I kind of miss like kids and teaching them. And she just went on Craigslist and she just like emailed these people. And now she is a teacher for this online community. Not only that, you even emailed people at the Westfield mall. I would go watch her sing every Wednesday. Yeah. And people would come up to her and give her opportunities and be like, Hey, yeah. come sing here. Hey, Yo, do that.
0: that is one big thing about LA. I think different than Nashville, different than Miami, different than, any city that i've spent significant time in playing music at la anything happens and every gig leads to another gig here. yeah whether it's like a wedding gig
1: yeah. like
0: just the caliber of musicians that you're playing with out here who happen to be playing a saturday wedding gig because they're not on tour with charlie poof this weekend <laughs> i'm not kidding literally yeah. i've played with those musicians and they say hey like you're great we should do this jam session come to this like Come record for this thing or whatever. Or, hey, I need a singer for this. And same thing yeah. with the gigs. I've found so many random gigs from this tiny little mall gig that I do yeah. with the guitarist. I was doing this little mall gig. Seriously, it's like in Beverly Hills. Beautiful mall. But just me, you know, guitarist, we just sing covers, originals. Super chill. Sometimes there's a lot of people. Sometimes there's not. We're singing one night and this guy comes up to us. And this has happened before. They're like, oh, you sound great. Thank you so much. Glad you're enjoying it. Blah, blah, blah. The whole musician thing you do. And then he's like, what are you guys going to sing next? I'm like, I'm going to sing a little Stevie Wonder. He's my favorite. He's like, oh, okay. You know Stevie? Yeah, yeah. I know Stevie. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's hear it. Kind of backs up. We sing. We do our own little spin on it. Whatever. Then he's like, okay. Winter break. So we have a couple more songs on Then I can come chat with you, me, on my little high horse, like, dude, give me a minute. I got to finish this gig. Like, stop. Leave me alone. And, of course, the gig's over. I go over to him. He's this huge event, like, coordinator, and he's having this giant Oscars party on the Sunday. I think it was, like, a Thursday. Yeah. On Sunday, this huge Oscars party at the Warner Brothers estate mansion. (laughs) And he says – do you guys want to come play and sing? And I look over at the guitarist and I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. We're both like, uh huh, we're okay, yeah, we'll go. And he starts like naming all these people that are going to be there and blah, blah, blah. He's like, it's a great opportunity for you guys. And you know, you're always kind of skeptical when people yeah. say things because it's LA and everybody's somebody, everybody knows someone. Yeah. But then things just started to unfold. I think we went to that mansion the next day to check it out you're just kind of floored by the opportunity from this little tiny gig that like pays like nothing Yeah, that you're just kind of doing as pay practice. Yeah. Just to have something to do and just to like practice with your guitarist and just have fun playing, you know? Yeah. But then you're playing at this like giant, all expenses paid uh, like red carpet Oscars event a few days later because you took this tiny little gig. So that's just another reason. Like, don't say no to anything. Nothing is beneath you. Trust me. I've done it all from being on stage in front of millions of people to a tiny little restaurant gig for an hour or a little mall outside gig or whatever. And I still do everything in between. And you never know what's going to happen. Oh, wait. Then I got asked, like, the next week, or I don't know if it was a week before, I got asked to go sing at this huge event in san francisco oh, yeah. that was wild because they fly you out they put you up and then i had to learn all these songs in another language not really in another language only one but it was crazy yeah and now i'm connected with that whole group of people and working with them more and writing with them and this guy is like from another country but it's like one of the number one um composers over there for film and we wrote songs together so you don't you just you never know where things are gonna lead honestly the biggest thing is it's fun yeah i never go to the gig and i think oh my gosh i'm so stressed i hate being stressed about a gig and there are gigs where you're stressed because you don't know the material that well or you never play with these musicians but then 15 20 minutes into it you're over it yeah. and you're just having fun yeah i actually i have had gigs, gig so this sounds really fantastic and you think wow her life is a dream but it's really not because i've also had gigs there's like a restaurant gig i did again in beverly hills where the pianist i was playing with was i was not a fan everything was so unorganized the restaurant was just management was just Horrible. terrible they wanted something that really was not me and it's that like super fake flashy like work the crowd like try mm. to be sexy thing and i'm like no i'm an actual musician yeah i don't play this game and i remember coming home i don't even know if i told you this i remember coming home my voice was so tired because the sound system sucked there was so much they were having me do my voice was tired i had been like screaming singing the whole night and i get in the car i call my mom of course mm-hmm. and i'm bawling And i'm like i don't want to do these gigs anymore like i've been doing this my whole life like i'm 25 isn't it time for me to be, like, you know, pick and choose and blah, blah? I mean, now I know yeah. that I don't want to work with that pianist. Yeah. I don't want to do that gig. Yeah. Be like, I wouldn't have known. And I felt really upset and down and thought, if this is what it is, I don't want to do it. If this is what L.A. is, then what am I doing here? But then, you know, then you go to a jam and you sing and you sit in or whatever. And it all just melts away. And it also almost makes you remember why you love the times that you love with music. You're like, this is how bad it can be. But then it makes you appreciate the good times so much more.
1: I think also like something super important of the journey of pursuit really Mm -hmm. is that it's just a journey. This is the only time you're going to be in your 20s. And this is like the only time that you can actually do all these things right. that are trial and error pretty much. Oh yeah. But you're still pursuing something that you really want to do or just figuring out what it is that you want to pursue. Because I know exactly. there's a lot of people that I'll have on this podcast that maybe don't really know what they want, yeah. but that's the whole point of their twenties is that they're trying all these different things to figure out what really sticks, mm-hmm. what really makes them feel the best. What, like, gives them th- that feeling of, yeah. like, purpose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. with you, like, you've taken all these steps, and you're going to continue taking all these steps. Yes. To, like, get to where you want to go. These steps are all leading up to what, I should ask?
0: <sighs> Never a simple answer with me. Of course, <laughs> it's, like, a couple things. But I think one of the big, big ones would be writing a song or coming out with an album EP that, you know, takes off. a lot of people hear it and you get a lot of traction with it then hopefully like a label or some situation like that where you're able to go tour do all the big things open for someone then have some like your own big tour have people opening for you i want like the whole nine yards like backup dancers lights full band explosions adventure I don't think I want to swing from the ceiling, but, you know, things may change. That whole thing and then just be like Grammy winning recording artist, have my songs in movies, and then, you know, eventually transition into some Disney acting voiceover (laughs) stuff. That would be great. I just wanted the big thing, you know, the thing. That's what I want. But I've always known that, and that's not normal. I don't think that's normal. I don't think a lot well, of people having something
1: this big like a dream that big
0: no having a dream that you've wanted since you were little and still 100% full-heartedly knowing you still want that
1: that's unique I yeah think it's like something that not everyone has like yeah that you're born knowing exactly what you want to do
0: mm-hmm. and you continue because there yeah. are a lot of people I think that have thought oh yeah I want that I want to be a star or whatever I'm big, big recording artist though Sing and you know be Celine Dion. Like I think they start out like that, then they kind of lose it, and it's not losing it. It's just other things create interest with them. Everything else that's created interest with me helps funnel that main dream. Whether it's like me taking dance classes four times a week, or you know teaching voice lessons, or even doing like the singing voiceover stuff, all that just kind of helps that whole main goal. Like every hand is washing the other hand. Yeah, but I feel I feel lucky. I mean, this life as a musician and an artist is not easy. No, it's hard. So I think that at least I have that. Like, thank goodness. I don't know what I would do if I woke up every day and thought, I don't know what I want Mm -hmm. in life. I don't know what I want to do. There's a lot of things I do not know. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I don't know the best way to do my skin, my health, my this, my yeah. fitness. Like a lot of stuff I'm just figuring out on the fly. Uh, who should I date today? Who this? Who do I like? What kind of All these things. But when it comes to music, I know exactly what I want. And I do. I think it's really rare.
1: That's a gift, I think. Yeah, it definitely is. I only know a few people like that in my life. Right, that's super inspiring. I think your story will really help people that either want to move somewhere to, yeah. to pursue their dream or move to LA and be a songwriter like you did. Or mm-hmm. so I guess like the last question I'll ask is: I know you would you've already said a few during the mm-hmm. episode, but what would be like your number one advice to someone looking up to you right now that wants to do what you're doing? What would you say? Ooh, just
0: make sure it's about the music there's of course all these things that come along with you know wanting to win a grammy or go on big tour in europe all these little perks and cool things and obviously stressful and life-changing things as well but if you get up on stage and you don't have that feeling that i was talking about earlier of this is it there's nothing else there is nothing that compares you know you, you need to find that and if it's with singing, then nothing can stop you. I think your mentality is the biggest thing. If yeah. you want it bad enough, you have to just go for it full force. You can't half anything; just do it. Don't worry about what other people think. We kind of talked about this the other day. We did when it was like, what do we? What do we say? We said, I um, think it was because
1: of this podcast. Oh, oh yeah, I like wanted to start. Thought, this you know, podcast. is
0: this going to be like? Should I do this? You know, I'm. Nervous? How's it gonna turn out? Blah blah. blah. And people I said, "Think, yeah, what will people think? You know, like I'm an artist. Can I also do a podcast? or they think I'm gonna be leaving the artist thing? Blah blah." And I remember being, I looked at you and I said, yeah. "Dre, do you ever question the twenty thousand things that I do and that I claim to be and do?" And you're like, nah. I'm like "No, I'm like, I I just put it in people's faces. Like, yeah. there are so many things that I love, whether it's Disney and I want to be a Disney princess or." r&b and i want to like sing all the r&b ever every every day i want to go on tour be an artist i'm taking dance classes like i dance like i do health and fitness stuff all the time i have all these passions and i let them be known because otherwise how are people supposed to know and if you're so worried about what everybody else thinks which is normal and i totally do i'd be lying if i said i don't care what other people think but i'm gonna tell you what i think about me right and i'm gonna put it out there Because that's the most important thing, right? They always say what you think about yourself is the most important thing. So if I tell people how I feel about myself, what I see in myself, what I think I'm good at, what I am doing, what I'm passionate about, what I think I'm not good at, whatever. If I put that out there for them to see, that's what they see. That's what they interpret. And that's what it is. Yeah. And it's, you just have to, whatever it is you want to do, whether it's one thing, whether it's 20 things, just do it. Just do it. Because everybody that has ever gotten anywhere in life, everybody has to start somewhere. I don't Mm. care who you are, what you do, where you're from. But, yeah, just do it.
1: Yeah, just do it.
0: Yeah. Nobody can tell you no except yourself.
1: Yeah. And a small step can take you somewhere so big. Yeah, that's the other thing. If it's a step like it, it'll take you somewhere no yeah. matter
0: what you do it's Even just gonna if it turns out yeah exactly. then you learn from it exactly like the gigs like some are great lead to something yeah some suck make you cry in the car yeah and then you think okay well what did i learned from this don't want to do that don't want to be portrayed as this don't want to that whatever and it just keeps narrowing things down for you what you yeah. do want and what you don't want for yourself and for your life and for your career
1: yeah My roommate, ladies and gentlemen.
0: (laughs) I love you, Ashley. Love you, too. (laughs) Okay, tell
1: us where we can find you. Your Instagram, your songs, the things you've released.
0: Right. So I have two singles out on Spotify, iTunes, all the streaming things. Uh, First one is called If, which we wrote together (laughs) with our good old friend Lucas Marks, writing and production. And then the second song I came out with is called Just Say Goodnight, also wrote That with Lucas, he also produced it. So you can find that anywhere. Just look up Ashley Levine, L-E-V-I-N. And then uh, social media, Ashley Levine Music. And then I think it's also that on Facebook and Twitter. I don't really use, but just, you know what? Just Google me. Might as well get it out of the way. (laughs) She gave you permission, guys. You're allowed.
1: All right, guys, there you have it. Here are five takeaways from Ashley's episode. Number one, listen and sing everything. Get those skills in. Number two, make the hang. Put yourself out there. Number three, focus on building friendships. Number four, mentality is the biggest thing. If you want something bad enough, you have to go for it full force. And number five, tell people who you are and what you do. Don't let others define you. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. If you feel that like this episode could speak to anyone that you know, or if you felt some kind of energy from it, share it with someone you love. Let's get this community going. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. I'll leave everything below. All our tags are at the Journey of Pursuit, and my personal one is at Drea Lopez without the E in Lopez. Thank you so much again, and I'll see you guys next week.